You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom. This is To Stir with Love, Tales from Prison, with Rabbi Yitzchak Kowalkowski. Um, say what you are. Please tell me again. We know that Shavuos is coming, and we've talked about on this program a number of times about the types of uh, dispensations and accommodations, uh, small and large, that are made for religious reasons. Um, I know Waymart, where you're presently working now, although you're not talking as a representative officially from them, um, doesn't have a, a large a Jewish population. But from even from what you know about um, prisons in general, Shuas really doesn't. It's really somewhere below the radar, isn't it? Well, yes and no, because in a certain sense, Bechlau, you know, among our, our brothers and sisters who aren't going to shul on a regular basis, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's just, a, I wouldn't generalize say not from, because, you know, if you're, if you're someone who's devoted to go to, to certainly to conservative shul or even to reform temple, you probably know, and you go every week, those, those people know about shuls. Um, but the, there's not among their, their numbers. There's not that many people who are going going to synagogue every week uh, anyway. But the the fact of the matter is, we know that most Jewish people who who are not that dedicated to their faith really don't know about you know the the but day when we all became Eden. The most probably one of the most you know the most important day in history, and uh, and they're unfamiliar with this holiday. However. When you're involved with a uh, a prison uh, situation where everything is regimented, you wind up getting an education that you know it's it's on the calendar. There is a calendar of of religious uh, religious holidays for all the different religions that that the that the Department of Corrections will make some kind of uh, accommodation for and and Shavuos is on the calendar it, there's nothing special there's no seder there's no we you know at least in Pennsylvania we don't offer any types of special food some other prison systems might allow a donation of of some kind of milchiga treats or something uh, i know the olive institute donates wh- wherever they're allowed to accept a donation they'll donate like a little cheesecake or something like that but the but most most prison systems don't allow donations like that of of food anyway. It's it's too much of a, a security risk. It's not. I'm not. I'm not putting down Pennsylvania because the, the federal system doesn't allow. A lot of places don't allow it. Uh, uh, but the but still, it's on the calendar that it's a day of work uh, work prescription, and therefore because inmates do work in the prison. Although now with COVID, there's less opportunity to work. If somebody um, it's a bona fide reason for an inmate to ask for a day off, which interestingly we don't. They don't allow that. Let's say for Shabbos, uh, they'll say you know you have to find another job if, if at least um, if, if for whatever reason there's not a way to have that day off, and that could include issues. Well, writing. that's interesting. In other words, so basically we can have this person who's not wasn't so um, you know he wasn't so knowledgeable about Jewish life. Um, Sort of um, the, um, I guess, similar to the, uh, um, you know, the Philip Roth short story, Defender of the Faith. 
you might remember that from the, uh, you know, from his 1955 uh, Goodbye uh, Columbus, uh, um, you know, collection of stories that I think won uh, the book award. So there's a story there about um, about a uh, about a sergeant at, at some uh, fort uh, who was approached by a number of Jewish uh, a number of Jewish uh, privates. And they want it off for every single holiday. And, and uh, you know, they had the list of all the calendars and they knew exactly what was going on. Of course, the, the sergeant realized that what was happening here was they were basically gold bricking, um, but through it. But it's a cute story. I'm surprised you've never you've never read it. It's the type of thing that I think is a is a it's a very great product of 1950s Judaism. So I guess the point is, is that people do get. Uh, an education when it's to their benefit, especially as you say that they're able to get maybe a dispensation for that. But it's interesting that, but if they want to keep Shabbos, if a, if a prisoner is a uh, calls himself a Sabbath, Sabbath observer, he might still be forced to do some sort of work on Shabbos. He won't be forced to work, but he'll 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 he won't have any he won't have any uh, problem. He won't have any um, discipline if he asked for another job on that account that he has to he has to work on Chavez, but they they still might give a hard time. I've had I've had that issue that I had to deal with and that's at least what's in our in our um in general everybody gets two days off a week. So it's not that difficult to have Chavez off to have Saturday off, but they usually don't want to give you two days in a row off. Yeah I know that. And with that being said, that they don't want to have two days in a row off, the problem could be uh, a Friday in, in the winter, you know, when... when uh, I understand. Uh, when the Friday, when Shabbos starts early, then they end up sort of getting two days off. Wow. So actually, this is a very, this is this might be a topic for another program, but yeah. this seems to be something that, that still needs to be finessed and maybe... Yeah, we, by... we, we, we only, I only remember it coming up once and we were able to work it out here. So, yeah. So, so what, I, I guess the phenomenon you were speaking about was the fact that prisoners might discover what shuas is. There's, you know, but it's interesting. You know, we we talk about shuas, and I, I I've had to explain what shuas is to uh, to people of different faiths. And of course, I discovered at a young age that there was a there was another holiday which seems to be shuas, right? Right. Shuas is translated, you know, in, in, in all the old. Uh, calendars as Pentecost, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which uh, which which translates as fifty, right? Which can, it means the fifty days from Pesach to Shavuos. But there is, of course, a, a a Christian holiday called Pentecost, and 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 I, I don't know if you have uh, um, uh, you have some inmates there that are celebrating Pentecost, but there is a I think Pentecost this year occurs next Sunday, which is I guess fifty days from easter right so they, they they basically are following like like the tzedekim that that uh, it it follows mimachos shabbos which essentially they're made by that 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 shabbos is shabbos and that the and that's not, why not sunday like, not sunday. like the council not like the council of nicaea i don't i don't think the council of nicaea said that the sabbath is sunday they say sunday's the lord's day it's something different it's not it's a different they they don't the the traditional Christians the the Catholics and the and the Orthodox and the I would I would guess you know uh, the the Anglicans and Lutherans the ones that are more traditionally based 
don't believe that they're following the Sabbath. They're the Sunday is not the Sabbath; it's the Lord's day. But then, is that so? I always thought the Council of Nicaea decided that Sabbath would be Sunday or whatever we call that first day of the week. No, they 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 did away with the Sabbath. They don't they don't recognize the Sabbath, but they uh, it's it's something different. In other words, they don't. They only recognize the Sabbath as a historical phenomena that was true until the, the revelation of Christ. Right, right. As opposed to as opposed to other churches, uh, some of the more fundamentalist uh, Protestant churches, and certainly like the Congregationalists and and the uh, Puritans, they observe Sunday as a Sabbath day. Oh, you know that makes a lot of sense now because I grew up, of course, in the South, and I remember seeing calendars that the last day of the week was Sunday. Right, right. I, I saw calendars. I guess those were from those churches that, that have felt that Sunday has now displaced. Sunday is the last day. Sunday is the day of rest. Sunday is the new Sabbath, right? Yeah, yeah. So this and, is, and, and some people just ignorantly think it always was, you know, that's... Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I might be ignorant. That I, 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 I knew the Council of Nicaea. I'm, I'm saying that the that the Christians, you know, some of the Christians ignorantly believe that 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 Saturday, that Sunday was the day that that God rested. You know, that that's the. So, so really, in the sense, so I guess your point is, is that therefore Easter is always going to be based on, of course, the 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 Gospels' description of jesus's death and resurrection so easter would always be the the sunday right after the, the sunday but the, but that shvuas bedavka is because it's because they understand uh, the way that the the uh the tzedekim did of mimachas shabbat the tzedekim right. like and others mimachas shabbat that the i understand so it's even, added, even though even though even though in safe yoshua in the in the Haftarah we read on on Pesach it says Mimarchos of Pesach. Yeah, so is so is there a, do they actually count? Is there actually the pen, the, the, the the Christians who uh, celebrate Pentecost? There's no sense of counting, is there? From no, I, I actually I actually asked the deacon, the Catholic deacon. He said no, that's not. They don't have like the way we have the, a liturgical counting as uh, far as he as far as he knows. Uh-huh. Um, but 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 really, what it is is, of course, is the fact. In other words, that uh, that not the fact, but the, the belief. Jesus rises on Easter, but something happens fifty days later, and that is that has another name, right? This is Pentecost, but really, it's really called the the, the creation of the church or something like that, right? It's, it's essentially the birthday of the church, which to me is a fascinating historical bit of information because. The connection to, to make that day—it it seems obvious to me that whoever was writing this book of of the Christian scripture, they call the Book of Acts, which is uh, attributed within the text to Luke, who you know, meaning it's pretty much almost like a sequel to what the the Christians would call the Gospel of Luke. Uh, it, 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 essentially, that's what it is. It's a sequel. And the, the so the author of Luke is the author of Acts. We you know we don't know if it's actually okay. uh, the person Luke who actually wrote it, but that but that's uh, it's generally understood that they are indeed the same author and they have literary styles that are similar. And and with that, it, it, there's a narrative there that on the on the on the Antip of Shavuos, 
that they were celebrating because you know mostly were eaten. Although Luke himself, uh, I generally said that he 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 was not a eat, and that's interesting because he was a doctor. So you had the one the you know Yoshka had all these all these fishermen and 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 prostitutes and all these other people following him who were eaten, and the one doctor was a goy. That was <laughs> sort of sort of the opposite of Archie Bunker, who said, "Just get me yeah. a Jewish." Like Archie Bunker said, "I don't care. Just get me a Jew. Just get me a Jewish doctor when he had to go to the hospital." Um, so, so, so 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 on that day is essentially when. Uh, you know, I guess the way it would be understood is that that's when the church became a, a, a an entity unto itself. And the it reason is, is because although Jesus sort of has an ascension ten days earlier, right? The ascension, yeah, which, day. which is celebrated this week, actually, wow. is, um, Thursday so, is, is the ascension day. So, so th- what happens is is that somehow ten days after Jesus's ascension beyond into a super spiritual plane, somehow it filters into the minds of Jesus's followers, and they become more than just groupies. They actually become they become imbued by his spirit into actually seers and baliru hakodesh, as we would say, right? I, I, I guess that would be the way. And, and I don't know if they, they. I think they mentioned that it's the yeah baliru hakodesh would be the idea that that's the Holy Spirit, uh, which you know the, the church has corrupted that idea that that we have of baliru hakodesh. Right. And so that's essentially, I don't remember them saying, I, I'm not that familiar with, with the text, but I don't remember it saying that it was the spirit of Jesus, but it was the Holy Spirit, rather, that inspired them to be able to speak in tongues. Tongues of fire descended from heaven, I think is what the text said. They were in the upper room, which we would be familiar with. Uh, the Kever of David Melech on, on Hartzion is where, where this narrative supposedly took place, according to their traditions. But the fact that they, you know, uh, we we know that that Shavuos is is Zman Matan Teresenu. We know that essentially from Chazal, even though it's 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 a math problem that Chazal present us with that that they recognize that that day is what is the day of Matan Torah. Based on uh, based on the reading of the Psukim and Parshas Yisro, right. when they arrive at Matan Torah, when they arrive Bechodesh Hashlishi, and then reading the Psukim. In terms of back and forth between Moshe and the Jewish people, you end up adding days, and then it gets determined that it's actually whatever the sixth or seventh day. And then, if you work backwards, it turns out that that's what the counting from the second day of Pesach leads to the right. the events described in Parshas Yisro and Parshas Mishpatim that we call Matan Torah. The the Chumash and and really nowhere in in. In Tanakh, do, does it say that this is the day, the the way that we, that we have as far as as uh, sure. it doesn't say it openly that you know we right, know that we are actually celebrating. It doesn't say the Torah that we're celebrating this as the day of the giving of the Torah. It's yeah, but, it's, it's the day yeah. of the. And by the way, the, your Reform friends, uh, this is what they do. They actually bring. I know from my good friend, the Reform Rabbi, who I studied with many years, he told me about what was customary in his shul and other Reform shuls that the children bring in baskets of fruit. I don't know if you've ever seen that or heard about that. Yeah, before. no, I, 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 I know. Like in Israel, that's uh, the the more secular kibbutzim. They they had something to do with that, but the. That's what the, but that of course is aligns with the words of Chagabikurim, which right. is the beginning of the first fruit, which actually does start from Shavuos 
till approximately Hanukkah. So, yeah, so, so I guess the point you're trying to make is, is that here you have the Christians, and I guess it's the Catholics primarily, tapping into a sort of a similar um, ideal of what their Pentecost, their yeah, Pentecost. Well, well the, the actual text of, of what the Christians would call the New Testament brings this story, whoever was writing this story, obviously to me had in mind that he was making some kind of a connection to Matan Torah to say just as the just as as Yiddishkeit began on the day of Shavuos he's essentially saying that this new religion the birthday of that new religion of Christianity was was this uh, our same Yantav of Shavuos so I, I, it seems to me that... they became charged in other words I mean, Pesach is obviously the beginning of of, of our uh, the formation, but the idea of being charged with specific ideas and a mandate and commands and a role in the world that was designated to us by the living word of God, that happens to us on Shruas. And something similar happens to, I don't know, who's up there? The apostles? Who's up there? Who's getting it? The, I, I think it was it was a few hundred people, according to their story. Uh, so a few hundred people get sort of, if not a uh, revelation from God, but they're able to, and you said before, they're able to speak in tongues. Now, this is different than what I know about speaking in tongues from my neck of the woods in the South, when, you know, when I'm talking about the fundamentalists who speak in tongues. This is actually something quite different, isn't it, Yitzhak? Yeah, but it, 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 it is, but it's that that practice is rooted in this, meaning the it's this text in in the in the book of, of Acts that 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 practice would be rooted in. However, the practice and the history of it and everything is quite different, meaning what the text is talking about, it would appear is not that they were talking gibberish like like the folks down south do, but that they were actually speaking languages for the purpose of being able to evangelize those who are outside of their um but the tongues is sort of like the the 70 languages that we have a tradition of of the 70 languages of of civil of civilized people they were somehow they found themselves being able to speak uh um Aramaic, or that—that that was their language anyway. Well, whatever language it was, whether it was Parthian or um, or Greek or whatever the languages, they were, they found themselves being able to be fluent in those languages and to be able to convey uh, the ideas that they wanted to convey, and yeah. this would allow them to proselytize to everyone, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, essentially. Yeah, so, which is sort of similar to what we have in the beginning of Sefer Dvarim, with the, the, the Torah was written, you know, and Chazal, of course, tell us that the Torah, when they came into Eretz Yisrael, they were able to transcribe the Torah into 70 languages. Although yeah. we're not we're not into that same type of proselytization, we definitely have this idea that the Torah can and is uh, acceptable and can be um, developed and interpreted and brought to everywhere, no matter what your frame of reference and language except, is. Except, except Reb Nachman of Breslov, he was, he believed in proselytizing. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, well, but the point, though, is, is that yeah. um, there, there, there is uh, uh, interesting parallels. Now, so I guess we've mentioned what Pentecost is, do you, but is, does something happen in Weimart or the prisons you know of on, uh, on Christian Pentecost? Well, it, it's Sunday anyway. So church is usually on Sunday, so it's it's really nothing it's nothing out of the ordinary, but it is on the calendar that 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 day is is observed. Um, Christians you know, who observe Pentecost um, is is other than a special mass and I guess a reading. 
Um, is there any special meal that goes along with it? No, no, it's not. I mean, the, you know, the interesting thing is the Russian Orthodox actually have a vigil that night. But, and they admit that they took that from the Eden. In other words, they have a vigil leading up to Pentecost, similar to the, the Zoharic yeah. tradition of staying up all night. True, yeah. Which again, again, it's it's a fascinating thing that you see these two, and they, and they admit that they took that from Eden. And and again, you know, it, you, when is their right. Pentecost? Their Pentecost? I know because they're off. Their Easter is a different time, right? Their Easter right, is right. so. Is, so their Pentecost is going to be in two weeks. The Russian Orthodox. Uh, I, think I think it's even later than that this year. Every year, it's usually it's it's only about a week later. But I think this year they just they just had their Easter. Um, I think just last week, if I'm not mistaken. So so their 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 Pentecost will actually be much much later. Some sometime. I, I think maybe even in August already is it's, it's that far. So this far week, uh, so this week in Weimar, I think the big um, simcha, although like we said, Shavuos is is optional if, if for not working, but no, nothing special. But uh, but is the end of Ramadan, right? So there will be a big uh, the Eid will be there will be a, the, the Eid, uh, there will be yeah. a big uh, Eid meal that's going to be this Thursday. That's going to be Thursday night, right? Coming up Thursday Thursday during the day. This during the day is uh, that's because yeah. that that that's when Ramadan is officially over. Yeah, it's it's tomorrow's the last day of Ramadan, as far as what we were told. It could be different. It's it, it, it the the actual there there might be certain communities where tomorrow is the Id, and then because it really goes by when when they sight the moon. So it, it, and it's and they don't have a central you know best in a the way that we had. You know when we when we had Kiddush Achodesh, so the Muslims, uh, it it really is uh, a congregationalist polity in that sense that every every community can decide whether it's uh, whether it's uh, tomorrow, whether today was the last day of Ramadan or tomorrow will be the last day of Ramadan. So therefore, whether tomorrow will be the Id, the first day, it's, Id is three days. Yeah, we can only um, again, we can only just yeah. we can only really just again pray that the the positive spirit of Ramadan should should pervade yeah. and not to use as it's being used now in Israel as a um, as a means again what, what, whatever um, rough handling occurred uh, by Israeli uh, forces I don't know if it really was there or not but I know that the that there's sort of a you know a smokescreen that it's all about the desecration of Ramadan. I, I, I'm sure that the facts on the ground are much more complex than that. But it but, it, okay, it's, but it's, this, so it's disturbing again that you know that this you know that they you know that they're they're, they're waving the, the Ramadan flag as sort of like the excuse for getting involved in, in violence and, and murder. So it seems to me quite a you know, quite a contradiction. I know you don't have that there, but um, you know, you never know. Um, some of the news of the attacks, I'm sure, is filtering through to some of the Muslim inmates that we've spoken about in previous in previous episodes. So you never know. You might you might have to field some of those issues when you when you're there uh, on Thursday. Um, well, tell me, it's like you know, uh, uh, you know, I talked about people in the South, and we talked about speaking in tongues. I remember also when I was growing up, 
I know hearing, you know, Memphis is one of the cities that I think is one of the most number of churches uh, per capita. Uh, in general, the South is full of all different types of churches, not only Baptist churches. Um, I, I seem to remember Penteco a number of Pentecostal um, congregations. Now, of course, the Pentecostal congregations really don't have much to do with Shavuos, do they? Well, the, their practices are based in that day, but they don't celebrate the holiday as a in the way that, that, like I'd said, the more traditional churches, whether they're they're Catholic or Russian Orthodox or Greek Orthodox or, you know, uh, Anglican. Another, another, to use your metaphor, they sort of, it's Matan Torah every day for them. Instead of celebrating. So, yeah, that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. So, so what, 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 are you talking to me or your child? <laughs> no, to you, to you, yeah, yeah. yeah. So in other words, it's it's somewhat like, yes, you see it happen then, it's happening with us too. The same way the Pentecost occurred and we became sort of miniature prophets and being able to speak in tongues and we can continue the uh, the Misora, right? The, 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 the Pentecostal Christians among, uh, along with many other uh, of some of the Protestants and, and, and um, our good friends, the the Amish and others, um, and some of the Quakers, they don't necessarily believe that the scripture is, 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 is so inviolate. Uh, to them, you know, you can almost add to the scripture, right? Because you can... You not, know. not exactly. Not, not for, not for a, an evangelical... Uh, for, for a Mormon, the Mormons certainly, that's, that's a good description of the Mormon church that they believe in. in uh, what's the term I think is called uh, continual revelation or, or progressive revelation that's part of the mormon tradition but the the almost every other christian denomination and most of those would not consider mormons to be christians although they certainly consider themselves to be christians the 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 scripture is is done there's no there's no addition to the scripture however um the the uh, the way i would would if if we weren't going to make some kind of a comparison to something you know lahavdo because this is all of Vedizara, but i'm saying in 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 yiddishkeit as i would know and i'd be familiar with and i know a lot of people are familiar with the writings of of the piasetzner he writes about an indian that he calls a voidus hanavua in, in his Sefer Tzavas Ruz, that it's not like that you're necessarily going to receive uh, uh, here, Koyamar Hashem, and certainly you're not going to get anything that's new, uh, any new addition to 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 Yiddishkeit. Uh, but that to live in a manner of what would be called a Vedas and Nevua, at least in the lotion of the Piazetzner, I think that's a, a more of a comparison, more of a, a metaphor for what the Pentecostal uh, Christians, Pentecostals believe, is that they. They they're very involved and it's it, it, you know very much almost like a Hasidish type of thing where they're very into singing and and the dancing and 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 meditating and and being inspired not necessarily getting something new get getting the new vision but just that the being within the spirit and enjoying the presence of uh, you know lachsus benoyim Hashem type of. Uh, thing but they're very they don't they don't necessarily stop and say you know i have been, i have now I, I, there's a light there's words i need to say i'm inspired well, they, they, they do but they but it's not going to 
it cannot contradict that which has already been revealed. Uh, yeah, but it can add to it. I mean, in, in that way, you know, there's a certain there's a certain leniencies that come from uh, the significance of a brand new revelation that's happening. Um, I know that many of the many of the nominations, for that reason, some of them don't want to even uh, invest the 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 leader with a priest like title. It's almost like the um, you know, I know in the in the in, in the um, in the Quaker Church and of the Friends, um, you know, they don't have. Well, there's, a, there's no clergy in the Quaker Church. Right, there's no, right, right, and 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 even though there's the elders in the more in the Amish, uh, there is this sense that you know there isn't this idea of 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 the priest somehow being connected to, and and, and these are the words that you have to do and you have to be macabre. Um, yeah, part of that part of that is because there is a passage where where Yashka is quoted as saying let no man call you rabbi so uh i know the jehovah's witnesses are very careful with that as well you know they you know we we have the the jehovah's witnesses in the prison and you know there's the 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 fellow who who ministers to them he's just george like he won't even right. he can't have, have a him. title yeah, he's not even Mr. So-and-so, really, even though he's, you know, must be close to 80 years old. And again, all of these, you know, it's so fascinating. You when we compare it to, you know, various strains, you know, whether it's Korach's uh, revolt or even the ideas that we have of, you know, of, of, of a Matan Torah to every single Jew, the idea of a certain equality, despite the fact that there's also, it, it's, it's tempered by the fact that we have the, the Das Torah and the Chachomim and the Sanhedrin. So it's interesting how many of these same uh, factions, these factors play out in the various Christian denominations. Now in Weimar itself, though, I think um, most of these, this group is all, you just classify them um, as, I guess, as Protestants, as they're Protestants and the... I mean, that, that, that's, the, that's the problem that we have in general uh, with with how, you know, all the Protestants are pretty much, they're pretty much all grouped together, even though you might have, again, this diversity of something, you know, as very different as like, like you would say, these, uh, the, the, the Pentecostals are certainly a group that's seen as to be radically different than, than a lot of the other groups. And then you'll have uh, the the Anglicans who, who are sure. almost Catholic, you know. Except the, the Catholic Church doesn't want to have anything to do with them because they rebelled against the Catholic Church. But their their practice is is are very is, similar, right? Is, I mean, again, this anyone who knows anything about the history of, of of the United States realizes that you know the the Pilgrims and and uh, all the uh, you know, many of the people who escaped the old world were looking to be able to practice uh, a different sort of Christianity here, which is what, um, right, which is really, you know, what this country was built on. That yeah, but but to, to try to, to try to balance that in a prison setting where you're going to, you want to, you, you have a Sunday service that's for all, all the Protestants, meaning the Catholics get their own service. And then the Protestants are all lumped together and there's so much, you know, the Catholics, it's one, one universal Catholic church. And then the other, the other, uh, the all these other denominations that are so diverse and so different from one another, one another, all have to put up with being together. But we have the same thing, lahavdil by us with the Eden. If there's the, you know, if the, quite often if there's a black Hebrew Israelite or uh, some of these other groups, they they're they're gonna all be lumped together 
as Jews, even though we might not recognize them necessarily as Eden, not halachically and uh, most of the time, and, and, and often even their hashkafas are radically different. They're, some are more similar, more, some more different. That's a, another diverse group. So it's very much an inexact uh, way of, of, of categorizing and one, I guess that's, that's, that's really your area. And I think your expertise in this, the differences between them is going to come in handy because yeah, you I need mean, to, you need to smooth the feathers out and maybe yeah. talk to them and say, look, I know that you're very different than your other Protestant friends, but, um, and, and, and the fact that they can hear from you, your understanding of what that difference is might allow them not to feel that their religious rights are being squashed. Just the Absolutely. Fact. Yeah. That's the, I mean, the truth is what it comes down to in the end of how we decide to do things is, well, who shows up for church to begin with? Meaning, you know, we, we, uh, the fact of the matter is in general, if, uh, at least my, my knowledge of what goes on in Waymart is that if someone is a, a let's say an Anglican, a, 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 or a, they call it in America, the Episcopal, he's going to go to the Catholic service, even though, you know, there there's a lot of bad blood between the Catholic Church. He's going to be more comfortable in a Catholic service. You know, he's going to go for for uh, Ash Wednesday or whatever. He's not going to go to the Protestant service. He's going to go to the Catholic service because that's that's going to be more in line with what what he uh, what he's used to. But technically, we're supposed to accommodate. Um, you know, however, the inmates. You know, it all comes down to what the inmates want. We're not here to. I, I I once said when it comes to religion, I'm here to supply and not to demand. Yeah, so that's, uh, right, 100%. You know, again, I should, 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 of course, you know this, but maybe people who listen to this program and say, oh, I learned so much about different religions from this show. Um, and, 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 and people might be turned off. We remember the Chazal say that Avram Avinu had a Mesechus of Ritazar of Avram talking, you know. So. Yeah, but I think it is important. I think, look, we have, a, as you say, whether it's Avram Avinu or ourselves, we have a chiv to understand, not necessarily to, to embrace, but to understand the significance of our of, of, of other people who are uh, practicing a religion and, and believe yeah, in it yeah. firmly. Uh, you know, I just, yeah. well, just oh, want to yeah. point out, and you know this, but just for our listeners as well, that again, you know, for years the Catholics were the Papists; they were the ones that were uh, discriminated against, exactly because of the fact that the United, you know, people came across these across the Atlantic primarily to escape what they considered Catholic or the English Church persecution, and um, and therefore, for years, you know, being a Catholic was sort of like this is this is not for you. Go back, <laughs> go back to Europe or some other place, and that's why yeah. it took it, it took a long time for Catholics to. To really break that barrier, uh, it was nothing. This is only the second Catholic president in the White House. You know, that's uh, right. that's something. And and Kennedy, it was a big deal. That this, you know, it's not maybe as big of a deal as Biden, but it's. Uh, yes, well, we'll see again. You know, hopefully, God should be able to give Biden a little bit of wisdom, and um, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, perhaps uh, some other sort of brain power that he should be able to. Uh, to minister to actually get through, you know, the types of crises that 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 will that will rise, uh, and I hope he does turn to the the part of him that that do, that is a believer in God, and can understand, you know, what the will of God might be, and uh, and and take the advice of 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 religious leaders uh, when necessary. You know, we talk about, um, you know, so we've talked about how you know these sort of like offshoots of shulis. 
And you mentioned before the the ignorance. I've, I've had a lot of stories in my own uh, life where um, people, mamish, you know, didn't know. I remember once when I was um, standing in line in a, uh, a Chicago um, post office, and there were some people in front of me, and it, was, it turned out it was a mother and daughter, and um, there was a, they they had just gotten off the phone uh, with the rabbi, and they had with them. Um, invitations that they were going to be sending out from the post office. And the invitations were to a wedding of their child. And the rabbi had just told them that that date was Shavuos. And they, they, the, the mother was livid. What? What holiday when you can't have a wedding? You know, we've planned this. We already put a deposit down, you know, for whatever country club it was that they were renting. And they turned to me and they saw that I was somewhat of a, you know, a rabbinical figure and say, what's going on here? What, we can't have a wedding on Shavuos? I, you know, it was interesting. I ended up making a, you know, doing, giving a shear about it uh, a couple of days later, uh, Shavuos night. But I was so impressed. What impressed me in a negative way was what they didn't realize that. Like, you know, you talked about having a Jewish calendar. Here was a, a family planning a Jewish wedding, wanted to have a rabbi officiate. And not realizing that Shuas is, is a yontif. I mean, we, you know, I'm sure they probably had some sort of seder or had a Maxwell's Haggadah with them or had some sort of understanding. And yet, so many of our co-religionists, the ones who don't stay up all night and learn Torah and don't necessarily aren't part of it, they, it's, it's, it's sort of out of their, it's out of their consciousness. It's like the yontif that, that is important as you've expressed it a number of times here. It's interesting how, uh, because it's a lack of. Um, uh, you know, even you know, I would say, you know, this is my little bridge into popular culture. I know that I don't know if you're a big fan of it, but you got to admit that Ushbizin, you know, put Sukkot on the map, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I am a fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, and, and I actually, I think Ushbizin was was a breakout film because it could really be uh, enjoyed by, I think, almost you know any. Uh, it's not just by sociologists who want to find out about Judaism. Um, it's a very, very, very beautiful and, and, and striking film. Um, a great, and, and uh, you know, and also a deeply religious film, which is you know something that's quite often lacking in Jewish in Jewish film to have something that's so deeply religious. And yeah, I think it was Shuli Rand. I think was the yeah. uh, he was the Breslover Chosid who starred in the film. And I think his wife plays his wife, right? And she had yeah. never she had never acted before, right? But she did an incredible job. That was uh Yeah. I, I love the fellows who came over. I don't know who they were. His old bouch from his old uh, before, you know, he had become from he his, broke uh, out of jail, so it's it's connected to our uh it's connected to our uh, podcast, our team. That's right. That's right. These are guys that break on the show. They decide to hang out with them. But 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 people who have seen that film, and again, I think it's probably about 25 years already, 30. I don't know when. The no, film... it's not that long ago because I, I, I was dating my wife when that came out. So it's. Uh... Are you sure? Well, anyway, yeah, the, the film. Less than 15 years ago. Is that so? It seems like such a long time ago. But Sukkot became, became so prominent, whether it was the Esra. Probably 2006, I think. Yeah. Whether it was the Esra or the Sukkot. Yeah. It was so, um, and of course, Pesach, of course, as we've spoken about, has been in so many films. There's been so many, whether it's the Ten Commandments or Crimes and Misdemeanors, there's so many um, uh, Pesach uh, themed films that have Pesach in it in some well, way. Well, the Ten Commandments, the title is more connected to, to Shavuos. 
Right. Yes, but true. But but the idea of Shavuos as a holiday, it almost it, it hardly uh, you know it, it's, it's I can understand why that woman was so frustrated. You know, she they didn't teach her about it, and it, it it didn't register. If you don't really learn Torah, I guess, and if you don't really live a life of Torah, it's hard. Um, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of a you know of of of, of a uh, of a scene in a one. Of, I guess it's one of the '90s. Um, was it the '90s most prominent sitcoms, uh, Murphy Brown, mm-hmm. where I'm not sure if they were on Jeopardy or some sort of game show, where they were. It was, uh, I, I think it was some sort of some like a college bowl where. They I, were, I, 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 it sounds familiar. I think I think the name of the episode was Q and A on FYI or something like this. The name of their show was FYI, and it was like a a local game show. It's like a, like they. I think it was one. Um, Either they were up against another uh, another news uh, organization's gr- group of people, um, and, uh, and of course, Candace Bergen, you know, really played her character to the tilt. I mean, really, I mean, it was probably um, uh, per- I mean, the perfect role for her. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not sure if she's an actress of great. Uh, she's no Meryl Streep, but this 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 was perfect for her, and I think she she brought a lot of pathos and a lot of. Uh, a lot of power to that role and i think you know there there was i think the producer of of their of their news program i think it was at washington dc or something like that i'm not sure i think it was i think it was in washington uh the producer of that news program was mile was a character known as Miles silverberg played by some non-jewish actor but uh, he did a great job of being a, a typical jewish nebbish type of uh, look woody allen would have approved of the casting, at least from a physical basis. Yeah. And um, at, during that that episode, um, one of the it's it's one of the questions that's either going to allow them to win, or they're supposed to take a wild guess on it. And of course, the the the, the person's asking them about Shavuos, right? And uh, Candace Bergen as Murphy Brown uh, immediately hits the buzzer in front of Silverberg's. Um, uh, st- lectern or whatever it was this they were staying there because okay you could definitely answer this question about what Shavuos is of course he has no idea yeah <laughs> and uh, you know the writers really were tapping into this fact that Shavuos is sort of you know it's one of the big three it's the Shavuos Ragolim and yet it somehow has not entered uh, in some ways into into the the consciousness uh, it's and it's hard I guess because it's a one day holiday. Uh, and if you don't really have a, a, a frumkite about it, again, just to speak very clearly, um, like w- what is it supposed to mean other than what's come to synagogue? Uh, unless you see it and invest it with such power as we do, it really becomes a day that, that does lose its significance for, for so many. Um, you know, I, I think even Purim, um, because of its external nature, uh, is able to draw people in. Um, but about Shavuos, I think, unless you're really from, as we say, from Unzara, it, 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 it really doesn't, it doesn't really do that much for them, and and that's really a shame. Really, it's really a shame. Yeah. And 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 it's a, and it's such an easy yontif comparatively. It should you would think that you know the lazy aspect, you know, and, and people like to eat blintzes and you know and, and uh, buy flowers and, and, yeah. and you know and, and things like that. It seems to it seems. Right. And yet, it it it, it 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 hasn't made itself. Now, again, it's looking. You know that I'm not into uh, uh, ripping off uh, 
the masks of people or anything, but you know, on our podcast site and our description, and you've had, you've been very open about it. Uh, you know, you your dad, uh, he should he should he should have a great resting place where he is. Was was not a Jewish person. He was a Roman Catholic. So you knew a lot about Catholicism. I, I probably learned more about Catholicism in recent years than than all those. We, you know, I, I, I didn't really know that much. Growing okay. Up. Well, you are definitely. We all know you're not a, you're not an old man now, and you're definitely a mm-hmm. person with a vast interests and interesting. But as you were raised in the family, you were raised with your mom and dad. Your dad not being Jewish. Your mom, uh, who had been raised religious, but was obviously not practicing so strongly, um, was Shavu as part of your life when you were growing up, like when you were a child. It was a funny thing. You know, because I remember going my Zayda to shul. You know, of course, I remember, you know, Pesach, Seder. But I remember, like, going to shul on, on Simchas Torah and different times. And every now and then, I don't remember shuas per se as a yontif. But I do remember that my mother told us we couldn't take a haircut between Pesach and shuas, Except on Lag Boimer. That was, uh, like, like, you know, strict like the Ariya Kodesh. That we we keeping the whole, the whole... Uh, the, the whole time that we don't we don't cut the hair, but that that there was you know that was one of the same thing during the three weeks because she grew up from so she had all these things in her, and uh, and 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 that was something that she she grabbed onto very much. We don't, but, but not necessarily that it's supposed to not. But, but she didn't necessarily emphasize to you about shvuas, right? It was something that was no. sort of a surprise for you as well to. Uh, not a surprise, but at least its significance, which again I think is 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 so. You know, so that's, oh, I, I, and I remember even uh, when I was becoming from, and I was still in public school. You know, I told the I told the teacher I can't come in because it's Pentecost, and they're like, "What does that have to do with you?" <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's definitely not. Yeah. So. Okay, Yitzchok. So. Um, you know, I know we could probably, uh, you know, I know, as we said, Shruis doesn't uh, register that much, but, um, and, and, but I, I think you have a film that is sort of a biblical epic, not about Shruis, but is connected to, of course, the Megillah that we read on Shruis, and uh, which is Megillah's Ruth. Uh, what's the name of that movie again? What is it? 1960, there was the story of Ruth. Ah, uh-huh. I seem to remember it vaguely, yes. Not one of the, uh, the, the the more famous biblical epics, right? No, it's it's available on on YouTube actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, wants to see it. yeah, and this is a, um, a very uh, isn't like this little modest, beautiful story that we read though. It's not this beautiful story of Chesed uh, so much, is it? I guess. I, I mean, it's, the... it's in there, but you, to make a, a two hour movie out of uh, out of four parakim is a little difficult. So. It's, uh-huh. uh, so they sort of like um, there's a certain garishness to it, I think, right? And it, 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 there is, and but the fascinating thing for me, as as a fan of the of the monster movies, is that there are a lot of actors who appear in monster movies in this film. Uh, and and the fascinating thing is this: uh, you know, next month we're going to film festival uh, Monster Bash, and they're showing only six movies because they're doing it in a in a uh, drive-in theater. And the and each of the the three actors that I'm thinking of in this film 
actually appear in the movies that they're showing. So I see. I so see. So, uh, <laughs> so just goes to show you, you know, you take any job that you could get, whether it's uh, whether it's fighting the ninety foot cockroach or yeah. or saving Ruth from uh, from Kamush, right? Isn't that the yeah. uh, the yeah. the the initial scene of uh, right? Um, yes, it's about to be sacrificed. They, I guess, they didn't read the medrash that she was the princess. Because I, I, although maybe they might have been sacrificing the princess. You know, it could be. You know, who knows what the? But they have uh, the the actors. Not, not too, the, not too many Jews in the. Uh, not too many Jews in the cast. No, we have uh, Jeff Morrow, who's in a lot of science fiction movies that I enjoyed. The Giant Claws, one of my favorites, but This Island Earth. And the creature walks among us, but they're going to show this island Earth that uh, at Monster Bash. Tom Tryon was in a movie that we mentioned uh, a, f- a few episodes back. I married a monster from outer space, which they're going to show at this at this convention. And Les Tremaine was in a number of monster movies: the, the Monster of Piedras Blancas and the and the uh, uh, the war, the angry red planet, the monolith monsters, but the one that they're going to show. We're going again, down the rabbit hole here with this monster. We're we're definitely going. Yeah, okay. But the story of Ruth, uh, I understand that uh, you know it's got those actors in it, but I understand from what you told me uh, a while ago that you couldn't even get through the darn thing. So um, uh, yeah. maybe because you knew how it was going to end. Uh, um, Maybe the uh, I, I might try it again. <laughs> I, 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 I know Hollywood has done Esther as well a couple of times, and yeah, um, and uh, look, you know, I think that uh, I think they did Ruth more than once, also. Uh, it was, uh, I think uh, there was a more recent Ruth movie as well, made by Christian, uh, you know, Christian film. This was made, you know, by uh, this is funny, right, right, but, but the director is actually a, a Jewish fellow that was uh. Very much involved in a lot of uh, biblical epics. Uh, Henry Coster, who's uh, yeah. who made a lot of probably some of the most well-known Christian films, right? He was a yeah. he made The Bishop's Wife, which is like this, uh, uh, like I think one of the you know perennial Christmas movies, you know, all about uh, you know with Cary Grant and uh, David Niven uh, and and uh, Loretta Young. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with that film, right? Sure, sure. And uh, which is really all about what it means to be a uh, a religious leader, right? This is what David Niven has to learn. Um, you know, interesting how Cary Grant is the you know Cary Grant is his Malamed. Um but he also I think made the robe and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and the and, and the singing nun as well, right? So. Um, <laughs> yeah, this Eid he made. Uh, so Costa really did, he dipped into his into his heritage and also was a director of the story of Ruth. Well, I don't know if that. Uh, you know, hopefully, that should be some sort of schluss for him. And, um, so, and some other big Harvey was probably his, his. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 